Dad's missing. I need you to help me find him. I can't do this alone. Dad's giving us a job to do. He wants us to pick up where he left off. Saving people, hunting things. This demon killed mom and Jenny. So I feel like we should jump into benders. Okay. I mean, it's our first time seeing humans yes, as the bad guys. Not monsters. I mean, it just goes to show you humans can be monsters. Mm-hmm. But you know, monsters, Dean and Sam understand. Yep. Because it doesn't make sense when people do it. Because they're just doing it for fun. And that doesn't make sense. So creepy. So this is episode 15, Benders. Uh, This aired February 14th, 2006. Nice little Valentine's Day episode here. This episode really gave you their heart. (laughs) God, they should hire me. Uh, Now this takes place in Hibbing, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, I can talk like that. Um, And I don't know if you recognized... Our lovely little Miss Deputy. I did not. No? Does she look familiar? No. So Deputy Kathleen Mm -hmm. was played by Jessica Steen, who was also in Armageddon, as co-pilot Jennifer Watts. No way. She was also Smart House's Sarah Barnes. Really? As the creator of the Smart House. And she was also, I don't know if you ever watched Stargate, but she was Dr. Elizabeth Wire. No, I did not watch that. But Armageddon, really? Yep, she was the co-pilot. And yeah. the one that caught me was she was definitely the the girl that dad starts to date with the smart house creator that makes smart house become an actual like housewife. I did not know that. Could you hear that truck going past? I did. That was a little <laughs> loud and obnoxious. Um, so much for soundproofing. So you want to give us a synopsis o- of Minnesota? Okie jokey then. Sam is abducted by a family of cannibalistic hillbillies. He and Dean are investigating several decades worth of missing people. Ooh. Would you like me to do that regular now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you're from Minnesota, please don't take offense. I have no idea what that turned that into. That just made me wish that uh, we had Donna. Oh, just made, no. I can't wait to get to Donna. It started out good, and then I kind of trailed off there. Oh, geez. I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. Cheese and crackers. So crazy family is where we're going. Yeah. Um, so we were introduced to the, the scene of a guy walking down the street and a kid looking out the window. <laughs> yeah. Peeping Tom. Creepy kid. Creepy kid. Up um, late watching scary movies. Yeah, I guess Godzilla is kind of scary when you're a kid. My brother loved Godzilla growing up. We had all the, like the really old Godzilla movies. Yeah. Along with like Godzilla versus Mothra, Mecha Godzilla, all of them. I think about talking back talking back to my mom about <laughs> no wow i don't think for that yeah. one back to talking with my mom about like the blob mm. i remember the first time i like saw the blob and i was like how are you scared of jelly coming at you and she was like it was a different time attack of the 50 foot woman yeah she's like in the 50s you know that shit was scary i don't I know like, it's jelly creature from the black lagoon like still kind of creeps me out today yeah i don't know there's just something about it and at least they were creative with their monsters. That's true. Like nowadays, we just live off of the hype of monsters that already scared us back in the eighties. Uh, when they keep remaking a movie that they made two years ago, like come on, how many Hulk movies are there? Are you scared by the Hulk? No, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, re- like, not nothing original anymore. Oh, I mean, it's the same reason that we haven't really had a good killer in. 
30, 40 years. We're still living off of Freddie and Jason and Michael, Michael Myers. Michael Myers is still making movies. He's definitely well into, like, jerification. They got two more. Two more Halloween. That's right. They've already filmed. They're coming out this year next year? Yeah, on my birthday. Man, that new Nightmare was awful. And it's now on Netflix. It needs to go away. Ugh. Bring back Robert Ungland. Bring back him. All right. I was so, going to say, but we digress. But we digress. Back to the benders. Um, So this guy walking down the street hears a weird noise. Yeah. It's like a scraping growl mm-hmm. firing back of a car. Um, Which again, like, so the first episode 14 made me go, why didn't you break a window? Why didn't you cover your face? This one made me go, why would you look under a car that is not yours? That's exactly what I was thinking. And then my other thought is like, he's not a little dude. No. He looks pretty stocky. Mm-hmm. He's at least kind of broad. Yeah. How did he get pulled underneath a Cadillac? Unless that Cadillac is on lifts no, and it is super fly. <laughs> it is not going to fit a man without being jacked up. No, I agree. Yeah, but after my first thought was, why are you looking at the car? What if a raccoon just comes out and eats your face off? There is rabies, people. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah, I don't want any rabid thing attacking me and you're already on edge like as a kid i was taught if i thought a monster was under my bed i did not dangle my feet let alone oh, look under nah. my bed it was my parents i was sacrificing them exactly to make sure i was safe <laughs> and when i got off my bed i leapt oh yeah right through the door so it didn't have to be open I went my right dumb ass it. is not in the dark on a street i don't know looking under somebody else's car because i hear a weird ass noise oh hell no not today not tomorrow <laughs> anyway because Next he does Tuesday, that he gets uh sucked right under right under bye like bye a, like a vacuum bye bye <laughs> um so because of this sam and dean show up because it's another man going missing along a whole slew of people mm-hmm. who've just disappeared was it two a year uh, i believe yes a roughly roughly two to three a year yeah from the same area mm-hmm. under mysterious circumstances they just disappear are there ever really normal circumstances uh religious sacrifice Oh, true. Yeah. Sorry. That good old thing. Gotta gotta uh, keep the gods appeased. So they talk to the kid who's literally the only eyewitness right. to this happening. And obviously the mother doesn't believe him. And she even tells them, we already went through this. The more he says it, the more he's going to believe that it happened. It did, bitch. Yeah, believe your kid, all right? Yeah, what happened to supporting your child? Not to mention, you're the one that let him watch Godzilla versus Mothra. Why'd you put a TV in his room? Come on, mom. So he kind of explains what he saw. He was there and then he wasn't. And they heard this weird noise. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounded like a growling. Yeah, like a growly screechy. Yeah, growly screechy. Draggy thing. I like adding whys on top yeah. where you don't <laughs> need them. <laughs> screechy, draggy, whiny. Thing. Thingy. Um, so the mom obviously tries to brush it off by saying, what were you watching? Tell mm-hmm. them what you were watching. I need to discredit you because I'm your mother. Yeah. And he was watching Godzilla versus Mothra, which again, Dean's apparently a big Godzilla fan. That's his favorite movie. And then tries to throw Sam under the bus for no reason, saying that he likes the remake. Which I'm pretty sure <laughs> is the remake with Matthew Broderick, in which Godzilla is oh. asexual and lays the eggs all around like New York City. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I mean, I liked how Godzilla was, but that movie wasn't great. And then the babies looked like tiny. You mean the 37th millionth Godzilla movie didn't really... Ironically, Godzilla King of Mother- Monsters was a really good movie. Yeah. This, the most recent one was actually really good. So I'm looking forward to Godzilla versus Kong. Ooh. Yeah, Attack of the Monsters. Cool. So we're in a new town. What do we do? Go to the bar. Go to the bar. Mm-hmm. We play some pool. We have some beers. Sam calls it an early night because he's a bitch. <laughs> Did you notice the name of the bar? Oh, I think I have that in one of my things. 
Uh, you can go ahead. It's the Kugel keg. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Sam walks outside and he hears a weird noise. That's oh, Sorry, it's right here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was in my notes. The Kugel keg. Uh, so he goes outside and he's looking around. Looks was under he, the car. Was he planning on getting into Dean's car? How was he getting home? I thought he was just going to sit on the hood or the back. <laughs> okay. It's before Uber. Um, I thought he was going to wait for Dean was my point. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So he decides to look under a car. Yeah. And it's a cat. Meow. Which my note when I first saw that was after obviously seeing enough. Uh, scared by a cat. It's okay. It happens to everyone. <laughs> like Dean. That toy hit a thing. Ah, that dog. Oh my gosh. Little yippy puppy. My favorite was the, no, the cat in the locker. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, that was scary. But the end the little dog. Yes. The dog is chasing him. Oh my god. Oh, that's such a good episode. We'll get there. Eventually. You guys know what we're talking about. Um so Sam gets back up and then disappears. Yeah, Dean comes out and he's like, we're Anybody singing. anybody seen my brother? Was anyone here like twenty minutes ago? That happened and I put Oh, snap. Where's Sammy? My first thought was, did Dean just feel bad Sam was going to sit outside with him? Was he afraid Sam was going to walk home or he lost to the, the motel? He lost all his money and couldn't buy any beer. That's true. He's probably asking Sammy for more money. Like, dude, I need some more beer money. So he does whatever concerned cousin does. <laughs> and he goes to the police. Yes. And that's where we meet Deputy, Deputy Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find out De- Deputy Kathleen lost her brother. Yes. He disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dean kind of asks for her help on any of the security cameras that might have been around, only to find out that he literally just disappears. Yeah, there's no footage. You also Drops. find out that Dean's dead. Well, that's the thing. So <laughs> in this episode, we find out a couple of stuff. We find out that Sam was born May 2nd. <laughs> well, we knew Sam was born. <laughs> Sam was born. Surprise. <laughs> By the way, Sammy um, born. Sam was born because according to the police files, Sam was born May 2nd, 1983. Which makes him a Taurus. That also makes me older than him. He's older than me. And we find out that Dean was born January 24th, 1979, making him an Aquarius. Oh my God, we missed his birthday. Um, But he died March 7th, 2006. We also find out that Sam is six foot four and weighs roughly 180 to 190 pounds. So then we get started on that. <laughs> um, So... Obviously, Dean trying to push some stuff kind of goes, you know, he he's kind of the, Dean was kind of the black sheep of the family, but I heard he was a good looking guy and there's no picture. <laughs> um, Dean is also pretending to be part of the police force mm-hmm. um, under a different alias. Is he, he's a, what did he say he was? I keep wanting to say ranger and that's not it. I trooper? Like trooper. I was going to say like a state trooper. And he gives her a badge number. Yes, he does. Which sometimes... Less information is better. Yeah. Um. So she offers to kind of help Dean, cousin Dean, find cousin Sam. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sam is in a cage. I have that. <laughs> That's a bullet. Sam is in a cage, but not just any cage. He's in a cage next to the man who got stuck under the car. Mm-hmm. Who is also in a cage. Yeah. And is trying to find out any information on what these things are. Only to find out they're being fed. Once a day. By people. People. Humans. 
non-monsters. Nothing supernatural about these people. They're they not- are normal. Well, I mean, it's subjective. Physically <laughs> not. Physically not, not monsters. Not a vampire. Not anything. People. You know what this reminded me of? Hmm. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Kinda. Has the same vibe. Well, at one point, they end up letting them out. Oh, the pole. Yes. Jenkins was the other guy's Jenkins. name. Jenkins. I, I kept thinking Jinkies, and I... Oh, Jinkies. Oh, Jinkies, Jenkins. Yeah, at one point, they, they opened the doors to the cages, and he's like, I'm going to Peace out, it. bitches. And Sammy's like, dude. This is not good. It's a trap. They're like, not they, just going to let us go after yeah. keeping you here for days. Yeah, they're not just going to be like, oh, hey, that's fine. No. What does he do? He leaves. Bolts. Runs. Through the woods. <sighs> Doesn't end well, either. Doesn't make it very far. Nope. Hunted down. He did. Gone. Sam stayed in his cage like a good old boy. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not I'm not risking it. Well, as they're driving, Deputy Kathleen uh, reveals to Dean that uh, she happened to just kind of look up his badge number <laughs> and find out that it's been reported as stolen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's a picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Dean. Not even close. Not even dad. Nope. You'd think for a guy who uses stolen identities all the time. That he would have fake identities like this. Because at one point he ends up using Bobby yeah. as a call center. The, yeah, the elaborate phone system that Bobby has in his house. <laughs> oh my god. And how he keeps it straight. Yeah, they're all labeled. All the phones are labeled mm-hmm. on the wall. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so at this point, Dean has to kind of come clean. Still doesn't really tell her who he is. No. Uh, but does say that Sam really is missing and that he needs to find him. Yeah, I put, he gets all the feels. He opens up about his feelings. He's responsible for Sammy. And I think that hits Kathleen hard because of her brother who went missing. Yep. Uh, So Dean happens to notice off the side of the road, there's a clearing and a muddy road. So they take it. Just kidding. (laughs) Deputy Kathleen takes it. Mm Mm-hmm. And leaves Dean handcuffed to the car. Yes. So Kathleen goes and she finds a house. And in the house, she finds a girl. Yeah, and what's that girl's name? Missy. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all the people that could have the name Missy, it's the fucking creepy girl. She was fucking creepy. At the house that, like, eat the people. Yeah. Oh, that's... and the way that she, like, I don't know, her, the way that she talked both creeped me out and annoyed me. Uh, yeah, you wanted to hit her with a shovel, didn't oh, you? Oh, I did. Yeah. Really bad. That was another thing. When she's talking to the, to the deputy, and she's like, that's gonna hurt. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? And then she gets smacked in the head. I've seen people who lived in a basement on Criminal Minds talk better than she did. (laughs) But I digress. Uh, So Deputy Deputy Kathleen gets hit in the head and is now in a cage next to Sam. Hey. Hey, Sam. Without her deputy shirt on. Yeah. Why? Why not? Okay. We don't discriminate. I guess not. Uh, So she goes, are you Sam? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was with your brother. Oh, my God. Where is he? Oh, he's uh, handcuffed in my car. Yeah. I want Dean handcuffed to a lot of things, but not... (laughs) Yeah, here's the problem with that. Um, He obviously knows how to get out. He does get out. Which is why I don't think Sam's freaking out too much. He's like, "Uh, that's child's play for Dean. Oh, that's funny. You locked him to a car. That's adorable. He'll be here in three, two. Oh, hey, hey, Dean. Dean. (laughs) Fancy meeting you here. It is kind of cool, though, how he's locked to the driver's side door, but then he can reach all the way back for the antenna. He's got that that wingspan, man. He's got that wing span. And unlock himself all before the brothers show up to pick up the cop car. Yep. 
It's amazing how uh, these things happen. Oh my gosh. So then we find out it's a family affair. Mm, everybody's involved. Pa Bender. <laughs> Missy Bender. You think when Ma died, they ate her? I think so. It was just a thought that popped in my head. I think so. Okay. I think they definitely ate Ma Bender. Nourishment. I mean, so you got to survive the winter somehow. Exactly. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. wonder if Gina wants to talk about cannibalism. I don't think so. Let's get her back in here. So. Isn't it lunchtime? <laughs> 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 um, so what ends up happening is they all kind of end up fighting the Benders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they end up locking Missy Bender in a closet. She deserved it. Yeah, I wasn't missing her too much. Uh, but we do find out what happened to Kathleen's brother. Yes. When she's left alone with Pa Bender. Mm-hmm. That guy is so creepy. Um, we find out that these people live on the chase of the hunt. And the best thing to hunt are people. They're more fun and more frantic than anything else. You see the fear in their eyes. So what they do is they keep them, they feed them, they scare them, and they release them, and then they hunt them. Mm-hmm. And then they keep pieces of them. Gross. And then they eat them. <clears throat> so we find out that Pa Bender had a little something to do with Kathleen's brother, which Kathleen was all about to take him in until that happened, and she gets emotional and shoots him. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, he deserved. Oh, we definitely deserved it. Um, she did kind of lie to Sam and Dean. Saying that he tried to run. I mean, but they knew. They looked, at, but they both looked at each other like. I mean, either of them would have shot somebody if oh, anything ever happened to either of them. Definitely. So they're not holding anybody accountable here. Yeah. But I did see when they were fighting them the hesitation that they were fighting people. Right. They didn't want to kill people, but they knew they had to. Mm-hmm. There was another thing with the eye again, though. When when uh the Paul and the brothers were um they had Dean tied to a chair mm. and he took the poker. The red hot poker, and he sticks it right by his fucking eye. Why? Why with the eyeball? I also like the fact that they were like, here, you pick which one. Yeah. You pick which one we're going to hunt. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you're going to stay in the cage. Yeah. Yeah, he just he goes to kill Sam. Yeah, he's like, which one do you want to kill? The the sheriff, the deputy, or the, the boy? Mm-hmm. And obviously, he would pick Sam because he knows Sam's capable of surviving. Right. But then they decide, yeah, no, we're going to kill him, and then that bitch, too. It's okay for us to say bitches. It's not okay for you, sir. No. Bitches can say bitches. People who eat people cannot. (laughs) Right. There. Okay. Are we into random? I think we're into random shit now. Okay. So this happens to be the first woman police officer they come in contact with to help them out. Seems to be a theme later on. Later we have other ladies, but this was the first. They're always really strong. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. Thank you, Supernatural. I don't think Kathleen ever re- reoccurs, though, does she? I don't remember I don't her think ever so. coming back. No, no, she's not like Jody or Donna. Donna. I love Donna. I love both of them. Jody and Donna are fucking awesome. They are. Let's see if I can get this bigger. Mm. Oh, too big. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what she said. Nah. Drink. <laughs> Turn this whole podcast <laughs> into a drinking episode. Drinking game. Sam takes off his shirt. Drink. Dean shows his tattoo. Drink. Both of them show their tattoo. Drink. Okay, so Elvin Jenking, Jenkins, <laughs> Elvin and the Chipmunks, over there in the other cage, uh, says that the Benders are a bunch of psycho hillbilly rednecks looking for love in all the wrong places. And looking for love is a song we all should know from the album with the same name by country singer Johnny Lee. Searching their eyes, looking for traces of what I'm dreaming of. 
This is also the second reference to Deliverance, in which also featured psycho hillbilly rednecks who sexually assaulted the protagonist. Uh, what else? What else? What else? She really should have read this before. <laughs> I always have that problem. Okay, so the, th- the first uh, reference to Deliverance was in the scene where Dean enters the Bender's barn to find Sam and Kathleen. The original script had Dean humming the dueling banjos theme. Oh, I wish I would have kept that in. Uh, however, possibly because they couldn't get the rights to the music in the episode itself, the humming is cut out, though you can still see Dean's mouth moving. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Sean Reese, who played Lee Bender, previously played the tall deputy in episode one, or season one, episode 12, Faith. Uh, Alexi- Alexia Fast, who played Missy Bender, also played Emma in season seven, episode 13, The Slice Girls. Oh, I did. <laughs> I remember that just because the name's ridiculous. This is one of only four episodes to date where the monsters are human. Only four? Mm-hmm. Well, yep. that makes sense. The others happened uh, in season four, season 11, and then season 13. Uh, both Jared Padalecki and Jake. Wow, Jensen? Jensen? Are you going for Jensen there? I have my glasses on, too. Both Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles cite this episode as one of their favorites in the first issue of the official Supernatural magazine. Oh. Jensen says, the guys on the benders, the whole family, were all so great. Jared says, I realized that wasn't Supernatural at all, but it was a fun show to film and a fun one to watch. This episode takes its plot from a classic short story, Most Dangerous Game, by Richard Connell. Fun fact, there is a family called the Bloody Benders, real-life thing, that happened in uh, Kansas in the 1870s. Uh, these people did not eat the people they killed, but they killed a lot of people. And I actually, can we discuss Now, were they serial killers or mass murderers? Uh, I would go a mass murderer. I was like, because there's a difference between the two. Yeah, I don't think they were serial killers. Are we allowed to discuss the other podcast we used to do? And we can discuss anything we want. This is our own damn podcast. Liz and I and two other coworkers used to have another podcast where it was just random shit. Just random together. shit. Like you talked about a bunch of like ghosts and paranormal things and murders and right. And then it was like a magazine. Then then there was your events section. I did the event section. And then there was a food section. And there was like a random list. Like section. top ten. Yeah, kind of do. But I actually covered this on on one of our episodes. You did. Uh, So in the 1870s, just a little bit about them. It was a family, I think they were originally from Germany. I think that's what you said, they were German. But I remember the dad couldn't speak English very, the parents couldn't speak English very well. Then there was a son and a daughter. And the daughter was apparently pretty attractive. So they pimped out the daughter. Pimped out, well, they they had like a little uh, rest stop. Along a highway. But you, so it was in the 1870s. It wasn't like a grand hotel. It was like a little place you could stay overnight. Get a meal. Kind of like a bed and breakfast kind of thing. Best little whorehouse in Kansas. Yes. Which would have been better. Uh, but they were also um, spiritualists. So they would have these people. People that would stay in their little bed and breakfast deal. Um, would also have seances. So they could talk to. Talk to the dead. Talk to the dead relatives. That they Communicate were with those beyond the veil. Yeah, and so they had a, a elaborate scheme going on that they would how they would pick um, who they were gonna kill and rob, pretty much. Uh, so the uh, in eighteen seventy one, 
There was a body of a man named Jones who had his skull crushed in and his throat cut. It was discovered um, in a creek by their property. Uh, the owner of the... Someone owned the creek? I didn't know you could buy a creek. I mean, I, I guess you know. can like support a local highway. You can adopt a freeway. Maybe. It says the owner of Drum Creek was, was suspected, but no action was taken. Okay. Okay, so go, 1871, this, they find this dude. 1872, the bodies of two men... Uh, were found who had the same injuries as the first guy. Oh, head crushed in, throat slit. Mm-hmm. By 1873, reports of missing people who had passed through the area had become so common that travelers began to avoid it. I would. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the area was widely known for horse thieves and villains. Ooh. Why not, right? I mean, I definitely don't want my horse stolen. Or a villain to come and get me. No. A lot of many innocent men were under suspicion. But then they were also run out of the country. So how they killed people. Uh, the guests who would stay at the Bender's bed. Oh, it was a bed and breakfast. There you go. Look at that. Uh, would stay at the bed and breakfast and the host would give the guests the seat of honor at the table, which was positioned over a trap door. It's coming back I to do me remember now, this now. That led into the cellar. Uh, with the victims back to a curtain, Kate would distract the guest while John Bender and his son... Uh, would come from behind the curtain and strike the guest on the right side of the skull with a hammer. The victim's throat was cut by one of the women to ensure death. Ooh. The body was then dropped through the trap door. Once in the cellar, the body would be stripped and later buried somewhere on the property, often in the orchard. Okay, a little Sweeney Todd, but I'll yeah. take it. Uh, some of the victims had been quite wealthy. Others had been uh, carrying little value on them. And it was surmised that the benders had killed them simply... For the sheer thrill of it. Fucked up. Well, I'll be gosh darned. Thrill the hunt. That is scary. No, thank you. Uh, and then it, I, I remember this part. I'm not going off the this random notes that I found. But one, there was a, a guy that they killed and his brother then went searching for him because he didn't hear from him. And went to the benders. And went to the benders and, and found a, a ring or something under the one couch in their place and then figured out that his brother they killed his brother pretty much so then i guess uh was he the one that brought the police yes he brought uh the police with them but by the time they got there like he kind of played cool a little bit and then um, by the time they got back to this bed and breakfast the people actually left they escaped they caught them didn't they i was like, i thought they did yeah they they didn't catch the daughter though and the mother Kate. i don't think oh that's right didn't they get away they caught the father and the son yeah they found some bodies. Total of 12 men. That's definitely more of a serial killer thing. I did it over time. Okay, 1889, it was reported that a Mrs. Elmira Monroe and Mrs. Sarah Eliza Davis were arrested in Niles, Michigan on larceny charges. They were released after being found not guilty, and they were immediately rearrested for the Bender murders. Oh, so they took no identities and went up to Michigan. According to the Pittsburgh Dispatch... The daughter of one of the Bender victims, Mrs. Frances E. McCann, had reported the pair to authorities in early October after tracking them down. Oh, this lady tracked them down. Get it. I you, mean, they killed your family. You go, Franny. Sheriff Dick. It says Deputy Sheriff Dick. <laughs> All right. Is he a Richard or is he a dick? I think he's just a dick. Oh, well, okay. Well, the ladies were never arrested. That's what it pretty oh. much comes down to. Okay. Because they changed their identities and they... Um, Could never really prove that they were tied to it. Correct. Because it. wasn't there another thing that w they weren't brother and sister, they were actually husband and wife? Or is that something else? There's a lot of fucked up people in the world. I could have came, came more prepared. I could have come more prepared. 
but uh I did not, so I apologize. But hey, go look up the Bloody Benders because there's a lot of great information on it if you're into that kind of thing. I I thought it was a good story. There's a lot of twists and turns. If that's your thing, go for it. Murder, mystery, mayhem. A dinner party. Yeah. A dinner party of people. Just kidding. They didn't eat that's the That's the daughter party. Yeah. They, to- different party. Totally different party. Not as fun of a party. Mm, well, oh, it depends, depends on, on your person. That's true. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I know there's any more random shit in there. No, that's all I got. Um, so yeah, you're right. This is actually kind of taken off of the the short story, The Most Dangerous Game by Richard Connell, um, which was actually originally published in Collier's as a serial. Oh, I'm glad you're talking about this. Um, it was originally uh, entitled The Hounds of Zaroff, mm-hmm. and it was published on January 19th, 1924. It actually won the O. Henry Award, which is an annual award given to short stories of exceptional merit. And it follows a man who's on an adventure and ends up falling off of his boat in the Amazon. Oh, ooh. I don't know if I want to be there. Um, and his boat leaves him and he's stuck there and he essentially gets hunted down mm. by people. That's frightening. Because the hunt is the most dangerous game. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there's been numerous adaptations of the most dangerous game. Uh, most notably one by RKO Pictures in 1932. There was also an episode of the CBS radio show Suspense in 1943 starring Orson Welles. And there's actually soon to be another remake of it starring Liam Hemsworth in 2020. Oh, does he have a shirt off? Uh, it's probably somewhere in his contract. Okay. It isn't that long to read, so if you are interested in reading The Most Dangerous Game, you can actually find it because it actually just uh, entered the public domain in 2020. Sorry. <laughs> like a weird burpy thing. No, you're good. Are you just that excited to read the most dangerous I game? Am. Oh my god! So this episode touched on hunting, obviously, um, but also kind of hinted at cannibalism, mm-hmm. and that's when I decided to kind of do some research on. Oh yeah. Uh, so cannibalism, as described and defined by Merriam-Webster, is the usually real uh, ritualistic eating of flesh of human flesh by a human being. Or the eating of flesh of an animal by another animal of the same kind. It's also known as anthropothesis. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, it comes from the Spanish name Carabales or Cannibales for the Carib, which is a West Indies tribe known for practicing cannibalism. The four, F-O-R-E, people of Papua New Guinea were known to eat the bodies of relatives to clean their spirits up until at least the 1950s. Oh. Uh, Kuru, K-U-R-U, actually comes from the foreword, meaning shaking. And koru, if you're not familiar with it, is actually a brain disease that occurs similarly to mad cow disease and comes from the eating of human flesh by another human, which can usually start as trembling, ending in death. Uh, One of the first mentions of cannibalism appeared in Montaigne's, Montaigne's essay of cannibals in the late 1500s. The Tupi people in Brazil... Sorry. The Tupi people. Tupi people <laughs> in Brazil actually would capture people, live with their captives, sometimes sing to their captives for months, and actually toy with them about the imminent, the imminent death uh, before they would actually eat them. Wow. Can you imagine living with your captives for months? No. Singing with them, sitting around a fire, getting fed by them, kind of like the benders. Creepy. Um, occasionally toying cool. around. Well, and sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes they would dangle the fact that they were going to kill you and there's nothing you can do about it oh, in shit. front of you until they would kill you and eat you. 
Um, now to tie back to the United States, I don't know if you've heard of Jamestown. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have actually found evidence of cannibalism in Jamestown um, by evidence of a 14-year-old girl that they dubbed Jane. Uh, her skull indicated being eaten by settlers during the winter of 1609. Uh, there's signs of potential knife marks on her skull. And occasionally, like, what could be chew marks. I'm sorry. I don't feel like Jane was big enough <laughs> Well, and they never sustain people. They don't ever say, and of the couple of documentaries that I've seen about Jamestown and some of the the history stuff I've watched, they never say how she died. They don't say if they killed her or if okay. she died out of natural causes. So and because she died out of natural causes, they just ate her because she was going to dead already. Yeah. Uh, and why waste meat? I'm hoping she didn't have a disease then because... I don't mean no diseased people. I mean, I don't think you got a choice you know. in the winter of 1609. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would kill Fat Ted over there and eat him. Now, one of the most notable cannibalistic episodes is the Donner Party, mm. who set off west through the Sierra Nevada mountains in 1846. They got stuck, and most people believe that they ate half of their party because most of them did not survive. However, it's never been proven that they were actually cannibals or that they ate the people and out of the numerous hundreds of coverages of this, only about seven of them actually mention cannibalism. Uh, now, other people who practice cannibalism are the Maoris, or Maoris, M-A-O-R-I-S, who would actually cut up the bodies of the dead after battle and eat the flesh out of celebration. The Batak of Sumatra reportedly sold human flesh in markets before actually falling under full control by the Dutch. Once the Dutch took over... No more selling of human flesh. Well, thank God for the Dutch. Dutch said, nah. Um, now, the Aztecs actually practiced cannibalism as part of the ritual religious sacrifice of war captives. So they would eat uh, the sacrifices that they would take from war. Um, so on top of all of these communities and these people that would practice uh, cannibalism, it hasn't gone unnoticed because there are some serial killers out there who were doing this until recently. Ugh. Now, those cannibals that, that we know who have been serial killers and serial killers who are cannibals include Otis O'Toole, or not O'Toole, Otis Toole, who was known as the Jacksonville Cannibal. He was also the companion of Henry Lee Lucas. Uh, Andre Chicotillo, who was known as the Butcher of Rostov, or the Red Ripper. I could do this off the top of my head. I'm just going to not do it. The Butcher. The Red Ripper. Um, we have Arthur Shawcross, a.k.a. the Guinnessy River Killer. Jeffrey Dahmer, the Milwaukee Cannibal or the Milwaukee Monster, Albert Fri uh, Albert Fish, who was known as the Boogeyman because of how tall and lanky he was. Uh, he was also known as the Brooklyn Vampire and the Werewolf of Wisteria. Why wow, three names? He was also known to insert pins into his genitalia, among oh. other things. Well, uh, we also have Ed Gein, mm -hmm. the Butcher of Plainfield or the Plainfield Ghoul. Ooh, the Ghoul. Um, Ed Gein was known for not only eating his victims but leaving them in the refrigerator and actually making furniture out of their bones, including bowls out of skulls and lamps out of breast tissue and bone. Didn't he also have a nipple belt? Yeah, he had actually a whole frontal piece yeah. made yeah. Um, out of female bits and pieces. Um, and he was actually the basis for Leatherface. Mm -hmm. But he's also the basis for Hannibal. Yeah, he's one of the people that... They used for Hannibal. And Hannibal was one of the more mainstream cannibals brought out in the movie era. My dad's in that movie. Science of the Lambs. What? Mm -hmm. My basement's in that movie. I know. We discussed this before. But I don't think these people know. That's true. 
My my house is actually in the final running for the the out the exterior house. Yeah. There was a house in Shaler that they used for the outside of one of the houses. And uh, the police department was in it. So he busts through a window in the house where they go to the wrong house. Oh, yeah. He busts in the window. And then there was a, a scene. Your dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch this. It's one of my favorite movies. I absolutely adore Anthony Hopkins. Then there was a scene they shot at the airport, but I don't know if that is in the movie or not. I know that uh, when I took a tour of Pittsburgh, I got into an argument with one of the tour guides because she tried to tell me that the courthouse was where they held Hannibal Lecter. No. And it is indeed not. It is the Soldiers and Sailors mm-hmm. in Oakland. Yes. Which is actually where they have a Science of the Lambs event every Halloween, where they actually make the cage, essentially, and show the police officer fillet it open. Yeah. You can take oh. pictures in there. Lovely. Lovely fillet. Yeah, you know, that stuff. Okay. Unless you're a cannibal. Well, yeah, I mean. Then you're alone. I mean, we're not supposed to discriminate, but. But you probably shouldn't eat people. Yeah, that's problem number one. You could get Kuru and end up with mad cow disease and death. Nobody wants that. No one wants Kuru. Mm -mm. And actually, because there were so many people in the four community Mm -hmm. eating people, uh, they were actually able to spread Kuru as just a regular disease. Ew. Not just from eating. like So you could not eat people and I could be like totally having a buffet of people (laughs) and I could get Kuru. And then you could give it to me. And then I could give it to you without you actually eating my flesh. Ew. Yeah, it's not great. Well, let's not do that. Well, um, luckily, uh, no one really eats people anymore. God, I hope not. Uh, And it's been so many times since the four people actually ate human flesh that Kuru has actually diminished. Almost completely. Thank God for that. Almost completely. Almost completely. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere. We We got disease. I got... I got scarlet fever two years ago. I don't even know. That's true. I thought that was gone. I mean, measles came back. Anti-vaxxers. Yep, I'm putting it out there. Wow. Okay, that's. I think that's it for us. Is that it for us? I think we're done. You got anything else? No, I'm good.